We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. And we actually have a guest today, Rebecca's other daughter, Abigail. Your little sister's here with us. Yeah. My little sister. Even though I'm taller than you, you start calling me the little sister? Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. So we decided since Abigail is home from college for Thanksgiving, uh, we decided to have her on today with us. We are recording a little bit further ahead so that we can enjoy some more family time. Um, yeah. We are ooing and aahing here because... Annabelle has her kitten on Zoom with us. <laughs> a little heads up, we're recording differently today than we ever have because, well, why not? That's what we've done this whole podcast is we right. up and have technical difficulties. <laughs> so, Annabelle, my darling, is on quarantine lockdown. A um, little bit. Close contact. And, yeah. you know, COVID's fun like that, but... Oh, yeah. We're all okay. We're still doing good. But thanks to technology, we can still carry on. Yes. And even though she didn't get to join us for Thanksgiving yesterday with Zoom, we're still able to see each other's faces. You know, she still got all of her Thanksgiving goodies that she normally did. We just did. I did. Yeah. ditched the food. We did. So Abigail and her dad and I cooked up all of the Thanksgiving foods and ding-dong ditched them to our quarantined family's houses and just it was a knock and run situation and <laughs> let them open the door and enjoy their thanksgiving feast it was great i do have to say that this is our best time thanksgiving because you know usually when we're cooking all of our food there's something that goes wrong and that's taking too long and there's that one item of food that just everyone's waiting on but this year we didn't have that everything was done at the right time to throw into the takeout dishes and put on the door it was great are you trying to say that we need to do Thanksgiving cooking without your sister? No. <laughs> Look at her face. I am hurt. <laughs> and I am wounded. I mean, I was right about the deviled eggs. And I did make some pretty good scalloped potatoes. Just gotta say. They were really good scalloped potatoes. They were really good. Better than your mashed potatoes, Hannah. All right, well, it's fun to catch up and talk about Thanksgiving stuff, but we do need to get on with our midterm here. Yes. Ladies. Anxiety just thinking about midterms. This is fun midterms, though. This is 90210 talk midterms, not school. Yeah. It's back to the peach pit midterms. Yeah. Not midterms, because we aren't in school anymore. I am. Hi. <laughs> so Hannibal, I think we should start off with our blooper teaser again, our little blooper reel. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's that. That'll get us in the mood of everything. Here we go. <laughs> was that a new bracelet? Yeah. That's cute. What is it? It was a gift from Sarah and Greg. Oh. One for everybody at work. The inside has an inscription that says, if you can't find the sunshine, be the sunshine. I'll delete it out. Yeah, it's okay. Or I won't. I don't know. <laughs> <Just gonna leave laughs> the so, 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 
<laughs> Take two. I'll, I'll cut. I did not like that. I'm so I, sorry. I didn't either. Oh my gosh, they're so obnoxious. <laughs> Take a drink of water. Oh, so we do have so much fun. Hannibal, thank you for doing this podcast with me. I've had Oh yeah. I'm glad that we're doing this. It's gonna be super fun. And Abigail gets to join us today uh, in this craziness. Oh uh, yes, I have missed my sister barking at my dogs. We're gonna get back on track here. Hannibal, I'm thinking what would be a good way for us to start this is our pop quiz. I made a pop quiz. Oh, yeah. I didn't come up with any pop quiz questions That's myself. okay. You didn't need to. She's the teacher. Come on now. Okay. You, okay. You get this. You, we're the student. I, I'm also a teacher. A teacher first. She's our teacher because she raised us. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a challenge. <laughs> I love you kids. You <laughs> your problem all right so hannibal there's 12 questions <laughs> if you cannot get one and you are truly struggling you may phone a friend and ask your sister for help she might or might not be able to help you she has seen these episodes some of them more recently some of them not so recently yeah mom and i watched a couple i, I was helping her do take her notes for yes. one of her podcasts last few weeks and then way back in the day like i wouldn't say early high school you and i mom watched the yeah, like at least the first season if not well into the second season some of the things you've told me you know at least what's going on <laughs> in the first season and a half i know more than you <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so staying in. <laughs> Question number one, Hannibal. Who spoke the first line in the first episode? Brandon. Bonus points if you can quote it. Oh, hold on. Give me a second. I know it. Uh, the alarm clock thing went off, and then uh, Strange City. New house, no friends. I'm psyched. First day of school. Strange city, new house, no friends. I'm psyched. I am so Yes! Well done. I'm so proud of myself. Number two. (laughs) Why was David afraid of Steve in the first episode? Because he wrecked Steve's car driving him home. Very good. Okay, but why was he driving Steve's car? Bonus section of that, 2.5. Because Steve was way too drunk to drive home, and he just spotted David. By accident, pretty much. Do all of the questions have bonus questions? So there's only 24 questions then? There's only 12 questions, but it's just if I think of something else I'm going, okay. I might add it on. Well, I'm tricking. It's like the, the the math assignment the teachers give you. It's like, you have like questions one through four, but question one has like part A, B. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I don't know if you hear him off in the distance. Him. Oh, tell him you love him. Little, little quarantine part of the house. Tell him you love him. 
Love you. <laughs> That's precious. Okay. Who eats sushi in the first episode? And who eats something else with her? And what? Marianne Moore was eating sushi, sitting by one of the fountains at the school. And Brandon came up and had offered his PBJ in trade. Yes, very good, very good. Okay, and some of these are going to get a little bit more difficult and you might not know them. Number four, of the main group of kids, who were the two oldest in real life and how old were they when the show started? Oh, I did look this up at one point in time. Okay. Um, uh, Ian's, I forget how to say his last name, mm-hmm. but Steve is one of the oldest. He's the second oldest, yes. Second oldest, the oldest was Luke Perry. Nope. No, no, it was Brandon. It was Brandon. It was, uh, no? Who was the oldest? Andrea. Gabrielle Cateris was 29 years old. That's right. She actually lied about her age to get, or omitted her age to get the role. Yes, I do remember reading that. Ian Ziering, who played Steve, was 26 when the show started. Yes. Jason Priestley who played Brandon, was 21. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lee, who played Brenda, was 19. Jenny Garth, who played Kelly, was 18. Luke Perry, who obviously we know played Dylan, 23. Um, he easily looked five years older than that, but yeah, he was 23. Easily. Brian Austin Green was 17. Doug Yepin, his friend, was 16. Okay. Corey Spelling, who played Donna, was 17. Okay. Oh, no. She's being a little gremlin. Well, yes. You have a kitten. You you adopted a demon willingly into your house. You brought this upon yourself. She's not wrong. Yes. Oh my gosh. Excuse me, I'm just getting prepared here. She's in theater school, in case anybody's (laughs) wondering, a little overdramatic here. (laughs) Sorry about this. Zoom glitched out on us partway through, so I'm inserting the question in after the fact. The question was Who was meant to be just a small plot over a few episodes, but was so loved by the makers of the show, they wrote him or her into the rest of the series? Annabelle was unsure of the answer at first, and so she tried to do a phone a friend to her sister. I'm out of names. But is the dude that was on Riverdale that just died? I, I can't, I don't know names! I just know him from pop culture on the internet! Okay, I'm ignoring her. Okay, so I'll answer this one for you then. No, no, Dylan! No, I'm sorry! Dylan was only supposed to be in a couple episodes? Yes. When he was on the Green Room episode... He, I think he was only slated at that time to be on that episode. The, Interesting. The high up execs did not have any faith in his acting ability. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. But Aaron Spelling loved him so much. That's uh, the actress who played Donna. That's her dad, right? Yes. 
The executives didn't have any faith in Luke Perry's acting ability, but as a result, Aaron Spelling, who loved Luke Perry and thought he was just fantastic, paid for his salary out of his own pocket at first and just to keep him on the show. And because he's like, no, you're not getting rid of Luke Perry. And when the has responded so well to his character that they decided to make him a regular cast member. That's why in the first, remember how these first nine episodes so far, there's one we barely it's like oh there's no dylan in this one that's why he wasn't technically supposed to be in all of them so far and the ones he's in is because aaron spelling liked him and was like no i'm doing anything i can to keep him that's really cool isn't that i thought that was kind of neat yeah question number six if you get this one wrong i will be disappointed in you oh no what's the name of the show that steve sanders mom stars in Oh, goodness. I don't remember. <gasps> so dis- so much disappointment right now. Okay, to be fair, they mentioned it in like two episodes. Okay. But, but it was mentioned. It was heavily discussed between you and I. The Hartley House. The Hartley House. See, we discussed the show. We didn't discuss the name of the show. <sighs> Yes. Everybody take a drink. Everybody take a drink. Jump, 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 jump. Yeah, no, you got smashed on your head. No, don't do that. No. Do not listen to the um like repeated concussion girl. <laughs> I did not get a single concussion from hitting things like a can on my head. All right, question number seven. You ready, Hannibal? Sure. What's the name of the hotel that Dylan lives in? Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, what's the name of it? I I do not remember. The Bellage Hotel. The Bellage Hotel. Abdul, you do not get to sass me like that. You have not been consistently watching this and doing the podcast with us. No, because I... You don't get to give me... You don't get to give me that... Oh, how could you not know that? You didn't know it either. I plead the fifth. Uh, Question number eight. What's the name of the house cleaner that shows up and won't leave? Anna. Yep, good job. Question number nine. Who is Cheryl? Cheryl is Brandon's old girlfriend from Minnesota. She comes to visit randomly and surprises Brandon and comes to visit. And they do the do. They do the do. Without his parents knowing at first. Well, actually they knew, but without it being mentioned. Yeah. Question number 10. What is the name of Brandon's car? Mondale. Good job. Question number 11. What is Brandon's favorite subject in school? Isn't it history? Yeah. Yeah. There was a whole episode of that, remember? I knew that. Right. Yeah. Well, because that was the episode where he didn't like the teacher, but he loved the subject. Exactly. He said many times that it's his favorite subject. Yes. Last question. 
What is the name of David's best friend? I think it starts with an S. It does start with an S. S uh, Do you need to phone a friend? Your sister's about I, to explode out of her chair. Here. I will. I will phone a friend and ask Abigail for help. Is it Scott? It is Scott. Scott. Nice. That's right. Well done. Well done. I didn't do too bad. You did really good, actually, considering you've only watched each, each episode like once or twice, and you just started watching yeah. like a month and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad at all. The reason I knew the name was Scott was because when I was watching a couple episodes with mom here, I recognized the name Scott because I have a resident named Scott at my college. Nice. So I was just like, hey, I know that. Bork. Bork, bork. Bork, bork, bork. Between Annabelle and the dogs, you're constantly getting interrupted. You can just cut off like right at the end. Oh, you know what? I'm getting a UPS delivery today. I wonder if that's what's happening right now. Yikes. Back on track. Sorry about the dogs barking. Abigail, would you like to say your Scott thing again, or are you just destined to not get that point out? She, she got to get through it. Okay, so we discussed ahead of time, Hannibal, about a few things that we wanted to have conversations about today. Yes. Our favorite regular character and why, our favorite one-time character and why, and our favorite plot or storyline. Now, I will yes. state... I am going to try very hard to keep my conversation and my choices about this only based on these first nine episodes and not on who these characters become because I know the future episodes. Okay. What was that? Are you hearing scratching? Is that your cat? Yep, that's the cat underneath the table. It's less loud than my dogs, so it's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so Miss Hannibal. Yes. Who is your favorite regular character and why? At this point in the show, I have to say Brandon. And that could just be because we've gotten a lot of plot lines from him. Yeah. Some of the other of the like main cast we haven't really gotten to see much of other than like an episode here and there focused on them. But Brandon, pretty much every single episode, he has at least a B storyline. He does. And he does. Just got that classic boy next door thing and he's just a little bit of a dork a little bit cool and he's just like that perfect balance of like that geeky character kind of like David that you're like oh they're just such a weird little nerd but then also still having a little bit of that like Dylan and Steve where he is kind of cool yeah. so so far Brandon is definitely my favorite awesome so mom who is your favorite main character so far? I had a really hard time deciding this because as I've made it very well known so far in our podcast, that mm -hmm. I am a big fan of David Silver. But, but, <laughs> sorry, demon cat was streaking behind her. <laughs> like I said, she has the zoomies. I just thought I was in the corner of my eye and I just something <laughs> like a cat. It just looked like a shadow. Just went, wee. She does have a black cat. Terrifying. So, Mom, what is your favorite main character so far? Okay, so I had a very difficult time with this actually, because as everyone who has listened to this podcast knows, I'm a big fan of David Silver. But that's yes. partially because I know who his character becomes 
throughout the whole thing. I do enjoy him at this point, but yes. I, I don't think I could say in his first nine episodes, he's my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to agree with you on Brandon. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of Brandon. I know that if we had seen as much Dylan as we did Brandon, I probably would say differently. I actually almost said Dylan myself. Yeah. But we just haven't seen enough of him to make that decision. <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> you, were saying, you would say Dylan yourself, your sister over here whispered, just because he's pretty. Not just because he's pretty. Because he is, I have different reasons for why I almost yes. picked Dylan. I actually typed up a whole thing of why I was going to pick Dylan, but then I ended up going with Brandon because I was like, no, we haven't seen enough of Dylan for me to make that choice. And honestly, I'm kind of even the same with David. We haven't fully seen and fleshed out enough of his character for me to be able to say him. Okay, so we both said Brandon. Mm -hmm. Miss Abigail, I know that you haven't done the podcast with us so far. And, you know, college has kept you busy enough that you haven't even had time to listen. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. She will. She just hasn't yet. About, I'm almost, I'm about to have six weeks off, so it's fine. She has time to catch up. It's all good. But would you like to tell us who your favorite regular character is in just the beginning part of season one? Honestly, I really like the twins' mother just because she has a no cares attitude. She's like, she's not having any of the twins' crap. I'm sorry, crud. I don't know. What you can say crap on here. It's fine. You can say crap. She's not taking any of their crap. All right, Kelly? Kelly? Yeah. Kelly's whole thing with her, because she's the one with the mother, that kind of goes crazy. Like, the whole episode with the about the mothers, she just basically adopted her, like, yep, come on, we're just gonna eat some food, you know, chill out. Or the one where Brenda was basically dyeing her hair and freaking out doesn't liking herself not liking herself and the mom just like girl we ain't about that i just like the mom's vibe cindy cindy's cindy thank you i'm bad with names like i said okay so next question hannibal who is your favorite one-time character they were only in one episode they were a guest star for one episode and why are they your favorite um believe it or not as annoying as we found her at the time marianne from the pilot episode because she's when we first like the twins first and get introduced to Beverly Hills and the high school and they're kind of making friends with some people but they still really don't understand what they're about to get into as far as like what's actually going on at Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. because a lot of the kids a lot of the teenagers and some of the one-off characters and pretty much everyone except for the twins and sometimes even them have a lot of stuff going on yeah and some serious stuff and Marianne is kind of that first time where Brandon gets to really see that side of things Brenda it took an, a fat minute before she kind of realized how these people aren't as it's not as all glamorous as you think it is yeah but Brandon got to see that right off the bat and I think it's going to be good for both of the twins that he got to get that kickstart on figuring out okay there's a lot more going on here than we think there is. And Marianne was kind of the kickstart of that. Nice. Yeah. So mom, what yeah. is your favorite one-off episode character? Okay. This is a good, it's going to be a strange one because I was very like you, same thing, kind of annoyed with him in the episode, but how it all ended. I really liked that the teacher, Mr. Danzel. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, because he had such growth. And because like this one here next to me had pointed out, remember she's one helped us have that revelation of the, the timeline. Oh, and right. So we really got a lot of character growth in one episode from him because that one episode spanned over like a five or six week period of time. Right. And by the end, learning so much about him and what he's been through with, um, you know, losing his wife and still trying to carry on and everything. Don't cry, Abigail. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I just really, I really appreciated how his character was written in that he recognized that the way he had been teaching was no longer relevant and that yeah. he did what was right for those kids. And he's the one who stuck out the most in my mind. I like that. Miss Abigail. I love how. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I love how neither one of us said, um, what was it? Her name? Tiffany. Oh yeah. No, Tiffany. No. If I never see her character again, I'm okay with it. Yep. Miss <laughs> so, Abigail. I know that you have not, like we just said, watched these nine episodes recently, but do you have any memories of any of the single episode characters from those that you want to discuss? The only episodes that I can remember the one-off characters are the few that I watched with you, Mom. So I have to agree that the teacher dude had was my favorite of the offshoot characters that I can remember. Nice. I only watched a few with you, uh, although it's been years since I've seen them. So I don't remember all of the baby subplots in each episode. <laughs> baby subplots oh my gosh i love you yes okay so moving on and the last of this section here hannibal your favorite plot or storyline okay let me pull up my notes for this okay my let me see my notes for this um i loved my favorite plot line that we've seen so far Mm -hmm. was when cheryl came to town and how Brandon was dealing with that. Because, like we said earlier, Brandon's one of our favorite characters so far. And because he's got that, he's very sweet, he's the nice guy, all that all that jazz. But in that episode, we really got to see a different side of him that I don't think we really see in any of the other episodes. He's very angry, very almost aggressive with Dylan at times. And it was really cool. I enjoyed getting to see him learn some lessons about how he should treat his friends when whether he suspects them of things or not and how he should have handled the Cheryl situation at all and I feel like it was good to see because normally Brenda's kind of the one messing things up a lot (laughs) that's really one of the few episodes so far that Brandon's kind of been the one that we're like dude get it together yeah that was a good Mm -hmm. one that was a good one yeah. What about you, Mom? What's been your favorite plot line or story character so far? Okay, so Wait. strangely enough, the episode Perfect Mom, where it was very Kelly-centric episode, and mm-hmm. her mom was dealing with, you know, falling back down into the world of drinking and drugs, right. and there was such growth between the mother-daughter relationships in that whole episode, between Brenda and Cindy and Cindy coming to terms with living in this new place and being a mom to a kid in Beverly Hills versus, you know, Minnesota. And right. in contrast, the mother-daughter relationship and growth 
between Kelly and her mom and Jackie grow by the end. I thought that was really very well done. I think that it was nice. It was the first time I think that we had an episode that centered around somebody other than the twins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Because even the episode that kind of was a lot about Dylan and his character stuff, like the green room, a lot of that was still Brandon. Very Brandon centric still there. That was kind of our first first episode that was somebody other than, I'm pretty sure that's one of the ones written by Darren Starr. I think so. It was very good. Very well done. Mm -hmm. Did you have something to say? To add on to your thoughts, that was also the episode where Cindy realized she's no longer just a mother to the twins. She's now Mm -hmm. also a mother to whoever else the kid invited into their lives, whether it be Andrea or it be Kelly or even later on when we get to Dylan or something like that. Cindy is now a mother to whoever needs one. Yeah. And I guess that was, that was also, I related very much to that episode. Because you've been a mother to how many kids in this town now? The entire? <laughs> I've lost track. <laughs> yeah. So many of you guys' kids, so many of you guys' friends, we've talked about that when we recorded that episode originally, have yeah. been a mom over the years. Still and do. All you do. If I saw some of these kids in Walmart today, they probably would come up to me and say mom still to this day. And because they're yeah. a special part of my life. I actually, I have a fun little story. After Aww. we recorded Perfect Mom, my heart was just drawn to an old friend of yours. And I had to reach out to her and send her a message. Was it the same one we were talking about on the episode? I think so. Yeah, I sent Beth a message. I just wanted to tell her how much I love her. So Beth, if you're listening to this, I really do. I still love you to this day. You're still a special person in my heart and my You're life. You're still my sister. Yep. You're still, still mine. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. So yeah, I thought a lot about her lately. This show has brought her to my mind and she's a, mm. I know I'm tearing up. Don't give me that look. <laughs> say anything okay you're a, you're a sensitive heart mom and I think it's very it's been very important at least I know to a lot of my friends like whether it be Beth or any of my other friends who you sort of adopted over the years to have an adult who cares enough despite the fact that you're not blood related at all yeah it, it's I been these kids they're special oh yeah so and we're gonna say even our um Thanksgiving picture yesterday yeah <laughs> our zoom picture it was yes you know other than we had what three that were not blood related and one's married in now yeah one hopefully will be someday just don't scare him off we like him (laughs) i'm doing my best guys okay (laughs) oh the rest is in his hands okay (laughs) and then your little brother person that we've talked about on other episodes that was a lot of that minion Mm -hmm. that minion they're all minions to me i know it's hilarious (laughs) Okay, so now I wanted to kind of go through all of that. Now let's do, actually, let's go and take a break. Okay. And then, then when we come back, then we can um, listen to some clips and discuss favorite parts of each episode. Yes. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. Then we're going to listen to, in order, one little sound bite from each episode. These are all ones that we listened to when we originally recorded each episode. But I just thought they were fun ones to revisit. 
Cool. All right, episode one. What's this school? Strange city, no house, no friends. I'm psyched. All right, so that was our little clip from episode one. Yes, from the pilot. Things about episode one that I thought would be fun to rediscuss. Uh, We have already, all the things we were tracking, we know it's Andrea, not Andrea. Mm -hmm. Brandon's car did change. Brandon's alarm clock has gone missing. It's no longer that really funky, weird thing hanging on the wall that we loved. It had been there for a couple more episodes, but... Yeah, it was like the first two, I think. No, it was in like the fourth episode or something. Was? I'll have to look that up. Yeah. And then the other thing that we were tracking from the pilot that we finally confirmed. Steve does not play football. Steve does not play football. No. We were pretty sure after the basketball episode, and he sucked at it, but (laughs) we had it confirmed finally. We now know for sure. Anything you wanted to bring up about the pilot that we either got wrong or you wanted to rediscuss? Um, Brandon's mullet. Oh, thank goodness that was gone. Oh, thank goodness that was only a pilot thing. Yeah. Oh, that was rough. Oh, and Brenda didn't have bangs in the first episode. You're right, she didn't. Wait, wasn't there an episode where she went and cut her bangs and that's why she then had bangs? No, she <laughs> went and dyed her hair. Oh, she dyed her hair. She, when she dyed her hair, it made it look like she had freshly cut the bangs. So no. episode, I thought she also cut her hair, which is a bold move to do on your own. <laughs> no, going into episode two, suddenly Brandon had no more mullet and Brenda had bangs. It's a look for her. Like, she pulls it off. Not many people can pull those straight across bangs, but she's got it. Her and Zoe. She's got the face. Yeah, she does. Yeah. All right. I do not. No, you don't. I love you, but no. Neither do I. I tried it. Been there, done that. Wasn't good. I do like the emo side bangs, probably, but I can't do like straight across. As I'm sitting there going, you mean like I've got now? You know, that, that's different. Those are just little hairs pulled out. I'm talking like an ass. Okay. Like Hannah can do the fringe really well. I can do oh, like no. the. What's she doing? Her fringe. She's getting it out. <laughs> that's not all of it. You're missing some. No, it's not. It's most of it. Okay, moving on. No. So in episode one, we started off trying to do a rating system and we thought we were doing <laughs> one through ten but as has been pointed out to us by listeners we kind of were more in like a five and a half to ten scale you guys are just too nice apparently so how about hannibal we yes if we go through listening to these and talking about them let's re-rate and I have my paper here. I've been tracking everything on. Fresh peaches. Fresh peaches, actual one through 10 scale. I, oh. I did get, yeah, I did actually write mine down. Okay. Yeah, we need to go through and re-rate. So then we have now, we're on episode one, the pilot, class of Beverly Hills. Previously, Hannibal, you had given it an 8.0, and I had given it a 7.5. What is your more accurate new rating? New rating is actually just 7.5. Okay. It's a little lower, simply because, I mean, there were some of those, like, they hadn't really gotten their groove yet. It was still just kind of like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. But you also can see how they really, even from the first episode, you could tell they had a lot of ideas. 
and that they were prepared to go a lot of different directions. Well, I had previously given that one a 7.5. I think I'm going to drop it down to a 6.5. I'm not going to fully stick with your dad's scale because I don't want to go that low on this one still because I actually really liked this one, but not- That's fair. Not, yeah, I liked it, but not like, woohoo, this is the best ever. So I'm going to go with the 6.5 on that one. All right, so now let's listen to our clip from episode two. You know, the tragedy of this country is the creeps like you two end up running it. Yeah, losers like you end up. Let me tell you something, just so you know in advance. I'm not in a good mood today. In fact, I'm feeling a little hostile. <laughs> oh, silly. Oh, I really liked the episode. I thought it did such a good job of exploring a different side of the story. You know, they saved that girl's life. Um, we got to see Dylan living in a hotel and learning about his life and what he goes through. Right. Did you have any additional points you wanted to discuss that we missed out on or that you really loved? I think that was a really good bit of establishment of Brandon's character. Yeah. That when, you know, things like when he found out that Dylan was living in the hotel, he didn't just go and spread, tell everybody that, you know, because obviously we go up, obviously he wouldn't do that, but a lot of kids in Beverly Hills probably would. Yeah. Especially someone like Dylan. They would go and spread that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I also feel like that's a really popular trope in a lot of teen drama type movies when a character finds out something instead of just handling it like a normal person would and just talking to the person they go and just spread it around it's in so many other tv shows and i really admire that they did not do that yeah they handled it yeah i agree and that episode is actually where i found a lot of drew a lot of my character things that when i originally was going to go with dylan as my favorite main character that's a lot of the details that i was pulling from obviously because it was an episode where we found out about a lot of dylan's story yeah, how you can already man. tell he is the bad boy with a heart of gold so um, episode two you yep. previously rated it an 8.5 as did i what is your more accurate actual one to ten scale rating hannah i dropped it to an eight yeah. not much lower because i still did really enjoy that episode but i was like i don't i think 8.5 is a tiny bit too generous because again they're still finding their groove yep I'm sticking with an 8.5 on that one. All right. Yeah, I really liked it. All right, ready for episode three. Every dream has its price tag. Miss Rye? Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, who's more guilty? Someone like in Les Mis who didn't want to steal but had to? Or someone who wanted to but didn't? An interesting moral twister. The stealing episode. Ah, uh, yes. The shoplifting episode. Yeah. With Tiffany. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I did not like this episode. Well, I should say, I liked the fashion in this episode. Tiffany had some yeah. really cute clothes when they were oh, shopping. Yeah. We saw some really, really pretty outfits and neat fashion. But the I'm going to go on a fashion rant later. It's okay. The storyline, no thank you. I can live without this one. Yeah. So Hannah, did you so, anything from that episode that you wanted to discuss or that we missed out on or 
has stuck with no, you? No, not really. I mean, I enjoyed the mentioning of one of my favorite books is Les Mis because yeah. I genuinely do love that book. Um, it's a long one, but it's a good one. Yeah. So enjoyed the mention of that. I think that was the best thing of the whole episode. Yeah. I think so. Well, re-rating it, Hannibal. What you said before, we both said a 7.0 on that one, even though we hated it. <laughs> yeah, don't give us that, Abigail. You guys and your ratings. This is why... Like, I haven't watched this episode in years, and I'd give this episode a 3. Just because shoplifting? Come on, my dude. Get a job. <laughs> Anywho... Annabelle, what would you re-rate this one as? Um, I gave this one a four okay. out of ten this time because, and I didn't go as low as a three, like Abigail said. I have no <laughs> And But I, because I did actually like some of what Brandon was doing in this episode. Um, how, like, when... What was the B storyline yeah, of that I one? Don't I don't this. even remember. The B storyline. What Brandon was doing. She doesn't remember. She referenced she it. it. She referenced it. I was mentioned. I was. Plot line. I don't know what the plot line is. Shut I up. wasn't talking about his his plot line. I was talking about how he was like he. We got to see some good sibling interactions of him backing her up and um really like trying to be on her side. And then when things were going down, they were venting to each other. For re ratings, I am. Um, somewhere between you two i was gonna go with a three and a half for this okay one. good three and a half peaches why i gave it seven before you're too nice i don't know we, too- we still hadn't figured out what we were doing okay episode four the first time every relationship is special brandon you need to act responsible Are you talking about sex? Actually, I'm talking about love. Why, is there something that you need to ask me about sex? Dad, we had this conversation when I was 10. Is there anything new since then? Well, I don't know. You tell me. Just tell Mom we were careful, okay? Okay, since both of you look like you're about to explode, I'm gonna (laughs) go, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. I'm the mother. I had my finger on my nose first. I don't care. Okay. I love their father-son relationship. I think this episode did such a good job with that. Um, We're going to go ahead and let Abigail go next because she did have her thumb on her nose first. And listeners, my girls do this thing. I I don't know if your kids do that or not. When somebody else is talking, when somebody else is talking and they're waiting their turn, to talk they put their finger on their nose as a reminder that they have something to say and to let the other person know when you have a moment i would like to speak as well it's a common thing but it is hard to do with the mask on your face in all my classes so i've got in the habit of just like putting my forehead instead (laughs) miss abigail what did you want to add so i was a little shook at first when i heard that he was 10 when his dad first talked to him about that but then i remembered when I first moved up here in like third and fourth grade, kids were already talking about that in Midwest towns like Minnesota or Montana here. They kids will start talking about that way early on. And it's terrifying, but the same diamond is part of life. Sadly. 
it sounds weird when I heard him say, you know, we talked about that when I was 10. I'm like, wait, what? They're like, wait a second. I had those conversations with you girls when you were probably about that age. Yeah. Because this yeah. Thing, I didn't want you girls to go to school and have a friend mention something. <laughs> or a cousin. Or a cousin. <laughs> I love you, Kennedy. Sorry, Kennedy. <laughs> have a cousin <laughs> mention around. <laughs> it was Kennedy straight up. <laughs> have a, a friend or a cousin or somebody mention something and you're like, wait, what? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's so it's so embarrassing. I was that kid that went to school when I was young and I didn't know anything. My friends would say something and I would just be like, I don't know what that is. I learned more from my friends talking about stuff than any conversation I had with my parents. I love my parents, but they were not, this was not their strong suit. They're very traditional. They're beyond that. But with you girls, I did try to have those conversations. I mean, for goodness sakes, we were, you guys were like middle school or maybe even younger when we started watching a lot of common chick flicks just to bring about conversations. We had already had the talk when you were probably closer to 10, 11, something like that. I mean, mean, even the school did that, like the dreaded video that everyone (laughs) has to sit through early in the morning and then suddenly you can't look any of your opposite sex friends in the eye the rest of the day in like sixth grade yeah that's like 11 or 12 okay yeah. i don't know what video i don't know what video the school showed you because ours was not uncomfortable it's not weird at all it was bit it was just an awkward infomercial it had no like actual biology facts oh. in there it was just oh, no. kid awkwardly talk it was a very poorly done skit you and your sister are very different personalities, in case you've never noticed. Hannibal embarrasses very easily. Oh. You and also, I think it's let, let me rephrase. Hannibal embarrasses about private conversations like that very easily. In other True. ways, it's impossible to embarrass her. You are the exact opposite. I could embarrass you so easily. Anyhow. <laughs> Hannibal. Kind of silence. <laughs> Hannibal, do you have anything else you would like to discuss about the first time? Nope. All right, so let's redo our ratings for that one. Previously, you had said 7.5. I had said 8.0. I'm dropping mine to 7. Okay. Not much lower, but just, I don't know. I just felt like sticking it with an even number. I feel like 7.5 is like, I pretty pretty well enjoyed this episode whereas i feel like seven is closer to a you know i liked it but there were things i didn't like and you know that kind of thing i'm actually you gonna have your hand say, she's gonna have to wait it's my turn i'm actually gonna okay. do the same i'm gonna drop mine down to a 7.0 as well abigail do you have something you'd like to add to this dear this is a side note you'll probably have to edit this out that's fine uh but you guys are still relying mostly on that seven to six to eight range you've given one a lower it's because we hated that one these other ones we've liked we liked the other episodes believe it or not we like the show yeah so we're gonna give them a lot of the episodes are gonna get pretty high ratings yeah it's making sure that the ones we dislike actually get low ratings the ones we dislike that we're like oh seven no, no, no. We were stupid. We're dropping that down. No. We dropped some of them down a little bit already. Yes. Yeah, some of mine, I'm, we're, we haven't even gotten to some of the ones that I'm dropping real low. Yeah. 
Okay. So next one, we have episode five, one on one. Hi. Hi. I thought that was you, but didn't your hair used to be a little different? Yes. No. Well, maybe just a little bit. I hate this collar, if that's what you can call it. It's not that bad. If one more person says that. It's not that bad. Don't all you guys out here have a thing for blondes? I mean, that's what you told Kelly. Blondes, brunettes, redheads, girls in tank tops. But if you really hate that color, I uh, have a friend who does hair and he owes me a favor. Oh, I don't really hate the color. But maybe we should still go see him for a second opinion or something, don't you think? No problem. I like your butts. I mean your bike. Oh, well, thank you. Hop on. My bike, that is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. I remember when we watched that episode, Hannibal. You mm-hmm. were just squealing and so excited when we were talking. I was like, ooh, ooh. Oh, What? I just see a hand. Yes. Hannah, can you hear my crunching? I think I'm far away enough from the camera. It's not picking me up too much. You're crunching? Yeah. Yes. I can hear it. I purposely made that one really loud. You can't eat unless we're in a pause. (laughs) Have you guys been hearing my Dorito crunching? No. That's why she was trying to lean back and pretend to be you. Your bag is loud. Your bag is loud. That was an okay crunch, but the bag not so much. The rest of them are being quiet. How about you pour some on the desk? Is it sanitary? This is more sanitary. Uh, okay okay she poured popcorn on my Reese's peanut butter cups I'm fixing this you monster there's no popcorn dust on my peanut butter cups it'll taste the same it will not now there's is it the smart food popcorn if you got cheese dust on her Reese's peanut butter cups. Anywho, oh, back tired. on track. Back on track. So Anywho. clip. Yeah. All right. So that episode one on one. That was yes. a challenging episode to talk about. Remember that was the one with the racial relations. Yeah. But I'm really glad that we watched it and we got through talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I I actually ended up. It's one that has very positive feelings for me in hindsight. Yeah. Do you have any additional sure. thoughts about that episode, Hannah? I really enjoyed the way they handled it. Yeah. Um, all of the relations in that. Um, just because it, they really handled it in a very kind way to the multiple sides of the issue. Mm-hmm. And even though there's really not multiple sides, it's just both groups realizing that there is ignorance and stuff on both sides and they handled it really well especially considering this was in the 90s yeah that's pretty impressive to be honest um plus just gotta love brenda just having a time with her hair oh my goodness (laughs) 
I have been there, done that. Yeah, for sure. One-on-one. We previously, you had given it an 8.0 and I had given it an 8.75. I'm actually going to stick with mine. You're going to stick with yours? Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to bump mine down to an 8.0 along with you. Again, right. I liked it, but not not below an eight worth for sure mm-hmm. but i'm thinking at 8.75 might have been just easing up too high episode six higher education hey hon hey brent hey dad i've got to do something with my hair what's wrong with your hair everything welcome home mm. where's the other half he's upstairs studying with andrea andrea Oh, this episode was oh, just Andrea. Andrea. Do you have anything about this episode that you would like to discuss? Wait, which mm. is this the one with the history teacher? Yes. I remember. You watched yes. this one with me. I see you liked this one a lot more than I did. Yeah. Oh. I wasn't as fond of this. I, upon looking back, I I don't know. It just didn't sit as well, as high on the list as I originally put it, I think. If I were to rate this episode, I would actually give it an eight, which does not come lightly from me. Yeah, no, you're, I'm, you're stingy with your ratings. Yes, because I like television and I'm judgy. <laughs> but the reason I really enjoy this episode so much is because I have had teachers like that where they're just stuck in their ways and you either mm-hmm. sink or swim you figure it out but brandon's like i'm gonna make him realize it and it did take time that's what i also admired about this episode was that i was right and it did take place over a longer period of time yeah i like the feeling of being right <laughs> <laughs> and i just really enjoyed the plot and my heart just went out to the history teacher just like I'm so sad i'm sorry i would like to state for the record for your record <laughs> abigail yes we even gave you credit on the episode. So when you are on winter break and you listen to them, we gave you credit for the discovery of this school we did. timeline of the show. How long did you guys think it was? You thought it was like a month or less, wasn't it? We were just confused. We were just confused on how the timeline in this works. Sorry, it's, it was like so, six weeks. In midterm. Yeah. Anyhow. And for me, I guess I didn't like this one as much just because... I was never that good at school. Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine being one of the kids that is just suffering in this class, just out of sh- the sheer luck of not doing well. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So I don't think I specifically had anything about this episode to discuss that we haven't already. So no. let's move on to how we rated this episode. Originally, you gave higher education a 9.0. <laughs> And I gave it an 8.5. And I didn't like this one as much as you. <laughs> what is your new well, thing? Because, well, originally I rated it when, like, I decided on that rating after we'd been discussing it. But yeah. then when I went back and just looked at the episode on my own, I was like, I actually dropped it down to a 6. Yowza! All right, 6. Yeah, I, admire, I admire the harshness of it. <laughs> Gotta be strict with this, you know? There's no leeway. Oh, my word, Abigail. For me, I'm going to drop mine down just, just to a 7.5. Mm-hmm. 
again, I liked it, but not, not too much. I still don't want to, I don't think it deserves to be under a five or anything. It's not a lower one, no. but yeah, 7.5. I like that. All right. Next episode, episode seven, Perfect Mom. Mom, you need help. You don't even know what okay is anymore. Don't you realize what your drinking and cocaine does to me? I am in high school, Mom. I need somebody to take care of me, to listen to my problems. I'm there for you, Kel. I'm your best friend in the whole world. I don't need a best friend. I need a mother. And I don't care if you're fat. I don't care if you're old. I don't care if you're beautiful. I love you no matter what. So maybe you should just stop worrying about what you look like and start figuring out who you are. I can't be everything to everybody. You don't have to be. But when you are drinking, Mom, you are nothing to nobody. Oof, that, that last line. This episode... Kelly's my second favorite just for this episode. Yeah. Obviously, this was, I said earlier, one of my favorite plot lines, my favorite plot line mm-hmm. out of everything so far, because it does take us away from the Walsh twins being center stage, and we right. can start learning and growing other characters. Yeah, and I think it also was really good to, because the Walshes are kind of portrayed in the show as, in comparison to a lot of Beverly Hills, as this perfect family that has everything together they have messed ups but it's things like brenda didn't tell her mom that she was gonna dye her hair there was miscommunication it's those like little issues that just about every family has but this was the first episode where we really got to see one of the other families it was nice to get to see instead of just the the walsh's having those minor family issues and to see really why some of their friends are already drawn to that idealistic family situation and really get a perspective on, wow, some of these other kids have rough home lives. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I really like it. It was really good. Um, For me, I, the only thing I think I still want to mention again is this is a great episode to encourage open communication between parents and kids yes and this this episode showed us that when a parent doesn't act like a parent the kids suffer and the whole relationship between the two suffers whereas Mm -hmm. when a parent and a child also aren't communicating they both also suffer so parents don't just be your kids friends now i'm in a blessed situation that my daughters are both adults and we now can be friends and I don't have to mom you guys as much. Right. As much. <laughs> as much. Okay, so Paul one here still needs to be mommed a little bit more. Well, yes, of course. I mean, Colin, I don't know anything. And, you know, my other one here who's in quarantine from being a COVID close contact, I may or may not send her daily texts. Are you drinking enough water? Have you brushed your teeth? Have you taken your temperature? Have you been eating properly? Have you fed your husband? Have you fed your husband? It's an important question. The guy's in quarantine. Yes, I did him. 
So yes, we still, as a mom, you never stop fully momming your kids, but you now have a, a relationship where we're like friends and it's fun, yeah. but you shouldn't be that way when your kid is a teenager. And I think that no. did a great job of teaching that in a, in a way that's relatable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this episode, Hannibal, you had previously given it an 8.75 and I gave it an 8.5. I am going to stick with that 8.75. Nice. I think I'm going to stick with my 8.5. Yeah, that one was, a, it was on an actual true one to 10 scale. That is still we a really good one. started getting better about that by the time we got to Perfect Mom. So I think it's good that they're starting to get a little bit less like we need to change that. Well, that brings us to the next episode. <laughs> episode eight, the 17 year itch. I was not generous. Yo, West Beverly, my name is Dave, and I'm going to give you all the songs that you crave. And all the babes are going to be my slaves. And all from a guy who don't even shave words. <laughs> as we discussed when we originally recorded that episode we did not like the majority of that episode we did not like how cindy was written Mm -mm. she was written very poorly making decisions that were very out of character for her yes but david rapping it saved the episode (laughs) it did hey Let's just say that after we were talking about how Brian Austin Green had put out an album and how yeah. he put all kinds of funny stuff, you were telling me that he puts funny things on his Instagram and that's why you follow him. And I'm like, well, now I follow him on Instagram and it was after that episode. So <laughs> right? I guess at least it did that. He's hilarious, isn't he? He's so funny. And, and he sounds pretty much the same he does as a grown adult he still sounds like little david silver a little bit deeper but not much but i hear him when he talks because he posts videos and lives on his pod or on his instagram all the time i don't ever watched someone live on instagram i have really only watched brian austin green live on instagram i've never watched anyone else live on instagram i know mom you're adorable I know. I'm, I'm a big Brian Austin <laughs> fan. We know this. Yes. All in all, I don't really have a lot about this actual episode to discuss because we just recorded no. a couple weeks ago and I didn't really like it. Was it was such a short episode that we recorded. Yeah. So, Hannibal, previously, we both had given this one a 5.5. 5. Oh, this is a 5.5. 5. <laughs> okay. On redoing our scale on an actual 1 to 10 scale not a 5.5 to 10 scale yeah y'all come on what do you give this episode two two yep the only reason it's a two is because of david's rapping yeah i would have given it a one i'm sorry what and the twins interactions those were pretty fun too they were they were this was the episode where they did like the twin study, right? Yes. Yeah. How they failed horribly, but the director's like, "No, this is great. Thanks." Yeah. I also am going to give it a two. If it wasn't for those the B and the C storylines you just mentioned, it would have been a one. That's how much I disliked this episode. But yeah, David rapping bumped it all the way up to a two. 
So thanks, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> that just isn't Cindy, my dude. Like, you did my girl dirty. Agreed. Agreed. I can't, I can't believe you did that to her. All right. So here's our little clip from The Gentle Art of Listening. Hi, Brenda. How are you uh, doing this morning? All right. Maybe a little shaky. It's not hard to believe. Look, Andrea, you can put me down all you want. Why would I want to do that? You handled yourself like a pro with that caller last night. It was, uh, it was very impressive. Oh, good. I'm glad you feel that way. So, um, on that note, what do you say we take it from the top? Okay. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? I'm climbing the walls. Every single time I hear a girl's voice, I whirl around to see if it matches the voice that I keep hearing in my head. You're sure the caller goes to school here? Almost positive. She said she was attacked after, quote, we won this competition. So she must have been talking about Grudge Week. Why? Did we win the three-legged cat race last night or what? Andre, how can you get away with being editor of the paper when you have so much contempt for the street? That <laughs> I relate to Andrea because <laughs> I also knew nothing of what happened at the games and I was at every single one. You were a cheerleader. I did not remember what happened. So when my math teacher started roasting the quarterback the next day in school, I'm like, yes, that happened. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Uh -huh. I was there. Hey, I mean, I was in the pet band and also didn't know what was going on. So that's explainable. You guys run around like crazy band kids. I was, I had more than front row seats. I was courtside, basically. I was down on the turf and I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> yeah, no, the band kids would just dash under the bleachers because we didn't want to do, we didn't want to just sit there. So Andrea has no school spirit. We've learned that one. This episode, I think the one thing I want to bring up about this episode that I can't remember if we fully mentioned before or not but i think i wish schools did this type of the, like the rap line that they had i wish they did something like that individually at each school again i know that we discussed before there are a lot more like hotlines and you can text counselors and whatnot but when you hear of things that kids are able to see act interact with they're usually more bullying related they're they're people post things to make fun of each other i wish that there was something where there is trained other teenage volunteers who are trained how to visit with converse with and whether the people contact them by text to this you know a, a call center or by phone i think it'd be really good for kids nowadays especially here in 2020. you look interesting Sorry, you look like you have something you want to say, Abigail. A lot of the bigger schools are implying in, sorry, in stating all of these things nowadays. Not okay. many of the smaller ones are, like not our high school that we went to, Hannah. Uh, from what I can see on the internet and from what I've talked to my residents about, some of the bigger high schools did have this kind of thing. I don't remember which ones, but they have okay. some of these. These things are starting to become more popular or even on college campuses. On most college campuses, even a tiny one that I go to, we have a 24-hour emergency on-call number 
that is mainly just for housing, but anyone can use it. And we even not only have that 24-hour on-call number, we also have a 24-hour campus safety number you can call. So not only one for housing emergencies, but one for just safety in general. We have three phones on campus that are like emergency phones that you they press a button, someone will come out there. We have escorting services. So these things are all over. Now, the rap line is more, I don't know, it's been a while since you've seen that episode, but it was, yeah, it's, kids could call in and just be like, it's more I like, I think I might be pregnant. How do I talk to my parents? It's more like peer counseling. Is that something that's yeah. really done? That's kind of what the RA position is. Is That's what we're trained for to deal okay. with. So residents can come to us for anything. Like I had a resident. But that's what I mean about high school though. That's why I think our high schoolers need that. Uh, the high schoolers, from what I've heard, they, they don't have, the, they have like national hotlines and stuff, but there's nothing that's like local stuff that like, you know, there's not like even, a, you know, ones for specific, like an area or something like that would be good. I wouldn't say there's anything widespread, but I do know of there's some high schools that have these things. A lot of yeah. the bigger schools have it because they have more people to volunteer on it. But otherwise, small school of just 500 kids, they don't have enough people to staff that. They don't have yeah. a funding even. That's the real issue is that a lot of the schools yeah. would love to have that. They would love to have a student hotline or even not even a hotline, just a vent line. But they we don't have the funding. We can't even get enough space for all of our students. We don't have enough locker for all of our students. How are you supposed to have a like a wrap line? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's what I'm saying is that's part of my thing. I wish that that is something that could happen again these days. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the only thing I would really have to say about that episode. Did you have anything to add about this episode, Hannibal? No, I think that pretty much covered it. Okay. So previously, you had given this episode a 7.0 and I gave it an 8.0. What is your new adjusted rating, Hannibal? The, we're sticking with the 7. Okay, you're sticking with the 7. Interesting, interesting. Yep. So for me, this episode, I originally gave it an 8.0. I'm really torn. What do you think, Abigail? I would have to yep. with Hannah's rating. Just because I really like the idea of a rap line and I really love this plot line and how hard it was. But at the same time, uh, some of the characters didn't make the best choices in how they talked about this and they definitely weren't confidential. And as an RA, uh, confidentiality on serious matters is one of the most important things when dealing with an issue. So the fact that Brenda was not confidential with it no, she really wasn't. She went in front of, no. in front of But the to be fair, she hadn't finished her training. <laughs> no, she hadn't. No. She hadn't even started training, technically. Seven rating. Hand, yeah. Because it's, it's an ideal world. We would have rap lines everywhere. But it just, it's almost wishful thinking that we could have them everywhere. Yeah. We can't, sadly. There's, we have more funding in schools. We could do that. Well, I think I'm going to agree with both of you. And I'm going to bump mine down to a 7.0. So I only have one more thing to discuss, and then you get to take over. Okay. What are your predictions for the rest of the season? Not for this long, season? Yep, not long term, because keep in mind, there's 22 episodes in the season. We've only watched nine. I think by the end of this season, we're going to get at least one episode of, like, focused on Steve okay because he's popped up enough with Brandon's storylines and we've hinted at enough of his hard home life that it'll come soon 
Um, same thing with Dylan, I think. I don't think we're quite, quite there for getting anything like that with David. Um, I'm not sure. I think as far as the will they, won't they couples that I'm predicting at this point, yeah. I'm predicting we'll get the beginnings of Dylan and Brenda. Okay. And the beginnings of Brandon and Andrea. All right. Interesting. Interesting. And before we go on, Hannah, have you found spoilers on the internet? Are you being truthful to the podcast? Yeah. Okay, good. You're fine. I haven't looked up any spoilers. Okay. I haven't even looked at memes because I didn't want to get spoiler. I have found a couple memes, but I'm waiting until appropriate episodes to share them with you. So when we get to episodes that make it so I can share those memes with you, I will actually mm-hmm. share those on our blog posts because they're humorous and I want everyone to be able to see them. They're pretty great. All right, Miss Hannibal, did you have anything that you wanted to discuss today? Uh, I'm interjecting here. I know you're asking Hannah what she's thinking, but I'm interjecting here because I'm a guest speaker and I want to speak. <laughs> I have a prediction for the show. I'm sorry, but I just ship Dylan and Brenda. That's it. Okay. I ship them. OTP right there. Awesome. Well, okay. Hannibal, go. Okay. I'm going to go on a fashion rant. <laughs> yes. Because we've mentioned it a few times about the fashion in these early episodes and just 90s fashion in general. We've had some interesting conversations about it. But I just have like a few things that I want to mention as far as like the vibe that I'm getting as far as what the because there's also different kinds of fashion even in certain times yeah but really I enjoy the like casual but put together it's very everything it made look really casual but you can tell things are intentional like the guys wearing like tucked in t-shirts with the sleeves cuffed nice that's intentional but it looks so casual it is such a nice look or like a lot of the girls fashion right now I'm really enjoying is a lot of unique like necklines with like very specific like outlines and like wearing like the skirt with the jacket or blazer kind of thing and like a cute blouse or a patterned dress and it's a lot of what I'm seeing now I'm aware that Abigail is really itching to interject but it's my turn (laughs) I'm not Um, but I also, I'm really enjoying that, like, so far from what we've seen, at least with our main cast, is a lot of very muted colors, very neutral tones, or, like, some of the more, like, blues and stuff. We're not seeing a whole lot of the neons anymore, but you see them in the background, which is really funny. So, I've just, and there have been a few of those weird fashion mishaps, like the Brenda with a hole in the back of her pants Ugh. episode. Yeah. There was, is it pajama pants or flannel pajama pants or plaid parachute pants from Dylan? Um, and that was interesting. And once again, why a mullet? Why did we have to give Brandon a mullet? Even for one episode, it was one episode too many. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But I'm enjoying the fashion so far. It's a lot less crazy than I was 
actually anticipating the way you were telling me about it. Yeah. I you think, were like, oh man, we were 10 years. You were like, mm-hmm. I think 10 years ago, it was, it would have seemed a lot crazier than it does now. Okay. Because think of how much fashion has just changed in the last 10 years. Right. And now here we are 30 years later and a lot of the fashion styles and the things that are in have cycled back around. For sure. I remember when we first moved to Montana 10 years ago, I tried to get you girls to, you know, I remember finding an outfit that I thought was so cute that I tried to get, I think it was you, Hannibal, to wear eight, nine years ago, something like that. And it was like a little, the baby doll style dress with what we used to call bicycle shorts, where it's just like just above the knee spandex. And the dress was long. And I remember you were looking at me, you're just like, that's so ugly. Why would I wear that? And you would want, you'd be okay with leggings, but then only a shorter shirt. Now you're looking at these exact same styles. People are in that exact same thing. Eight, nine, 10 years later, you're like, oh, that is so cute. When I started showing you 90210 originally, that was the period that style hadn't caught up with the 30 year cycle of styles. I wouldn't even right. say 30 year cycle at this point. I would say that a lot of different fashions coming back. I saw this thing on the internet the other day where it was talking about different hairstyles all the way from back in the 60s and 70s, 80s, 90s, and so forth. And looking through those pictures, I kept just telling myself, I've seen people wearing that like yesterday. I saw people wearing that last week probably so the this last few years of fashion has been a culmination of just the last 50 years oh my goodness that cat is so cute (laughs) so we have fashions from all over the decades coming back at once yeah this recent time while we're all yay (laughs) we're having some great mixes of fashion okay so here's how I have a question for you, Miss Abigail. Yeah. When you're home on winter break, would you consider returning as a guest again? Watching an episode with us and discussing one specific episode. I'll flip a coin. I'll figure it out. All right, listeners, maybe we can talk her into it. Annabelle, have you looked at our podcast analytics lately? I have not. I was just looking this morning. And the majority of our listeners are from the United States. Did you know that 6% of our listeners are from Australia? Really? Yeah. Shout out to our Australian listeners. For sure. Hey, Australian listeners, we would love to hear from you because obviously there's a handful of you that are regularly listening every week in Australia. Drop us an email at back to the peach pit at gmail.com or go on our website back to the peach and give us some feedback let us know because you're listening in australia so that's got to be interesting and we'd love to hear from you and if you're cool with us giving you a shout out personally make sure to state that in your email or your contact and we would love to be able to say hi to you on the air abigail did yeah. you know you wanted to say it looks like Hey, just as a question, is it two is in the number two or two is in the word two? It is two as in the number two. Wow. Thank you. We we do normally say that a lot wow. throughout, but we appreciate that. You're welcome. And another question for you Australians is that if you have a question about 
life here and is it realistic this show is like any questions about just america we got you covered yeah ask away we got your back yeah if you're curious about american colleges we can even forward your question over here to the other daughter hello yeah and she can help you out i'm a i kind of go to school kind of in debt i'm there (laughs) (laughs) i do know that is a very common thing american tv shows especially ones that take place in high schools there's a lot of those questions of like is that really what american high schools are like and or is that like you know glorified for the sake of tv and sometimes there are things that like that it's glorified and then there are some things that i'm like yeah that happens all the time yeah so yeah so i mean remember hannah your freshman year we had a foreign exchange student stay with us for the year and then a couple years later i believe it was your grandparents had a foreign had two foreign exchange students Mm -hmm. them and that was one of the things that all of those ladies asked us was is this a high school thing they were so excited about american high schools because they'd seen it on tv so australian friends if or really any of other countries because we do have listeners exactly the world let me pull up our list here 90 percent of our listeners are from the u.s six percent are from australia and then less than one percent and each of the following russia philippines singapore albania united kingdom and germany so even if it's just one person in each of those places we'd still like to hear from you if you have any questions yeah We'd love to hear from you. Anywho, I think that's everything I have. Are you good to go, Hannibal? I'm good. Thank you so much, listeners, for continuing to chime in and listen to us week after week. Thanks for tuning in. We have a lot of fun doing this. It's mother-daughter entertainment. And yeah. Oh, I thought of one other thing I'd like to push here, Hannibal. Okay. Well, do you... We know that this podcast is really my thing that you join me on. Is there anything you would like to tell everybody about? I am going to be starting in just a little bit here. It's not going to be a regularly published podcast as far as a week by week kind of thing, but I am going to be starting a podcast of telling some stories within a fantasy world that I've created. So it'll be a bunch of connected short stories that I will be verbally talking about over a podcast. Awesome. I will make sure that we link your podcast yes. to our blog post and also in our show notes here. So if whichever podcasting app that you are listening to our podcast in, it'll have a link to yours so they can find which ones to listen to. It's really fun. Listeners definitely cross over to that one. It's the oh, yeah. Logan Chronicles. Um, we'll spell that out because it's a headache, but we'll spell that out in the blog posts, but they're great stories. So we'll be recording that as well and sharing those with everybody too. So I think that's all we have today. Join us next week when we go back back to the peach pit. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple podcasts, please rate and review us. Your reviews help us out a lot. You can find all of our contact info and social media info at our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's episode. Thanks to pixabay.com for their royalty-free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band.